Hello everyone, my name is Brendan Marr, that noise you're hearing is my ventilator, and welcome to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. You know, someone posed a question on Twitter yesterday. Actually, I believe it was on Discord. Which made me think. And that question was, what is your favorite sequel trilogy film? At the moment, mine is The Last Jedi. However, the more I think about The Rise of Skywalker, the more I enjoy it. Now, to be fair, I've only seen The Rise of Skywalker twice. In the theater, I pre-ordered it, uh, an actual physical copy, uh, a Blu-ray and digital code. It should be arriving next week. And after I've watched it a few more times, I may be able to identify more clearly which sequel film is my favorite. It's a very interesting question. Now that the trilogy is complete, we can now begin to say what's my favorite of those three. Now, in the original Star Wars trilogy, my favorite is The Empire Strikes Back. The prequel trilogy, my favorite is Revenge of the Sith. And at the moment, in the sequel trilogy, my favorite is The Last Jedi. But now that The Rise of Skywalker has come out, and the more I think about it, the more I like it, that might be the one. Time will tell as I watch it a few more times. Now, the interesting thing about a saga of films that operate the way that the Star Wars films do is that Sometimes it's difficult to look at a film on its own merits. What I mean by that is because all the pieces are together, we now have formed a complete puzzle. Sounds like they have a uh, bad battery in a smoke alarm. Well, just a moment. I'm going to pause and I will be back immediately. Okay, I'm back. It's a uh, smoke alarm. Sounded like it had a low battery. 
Alright, so what I was saying was that now that the pieces are in place, in the sequel trilogy specifically, it recontextualizes the entire trilogy. Let me explain what I mean by referring us to the sequence. Or, my mistake, referring us to the original trilogy. The original trilogy began, of course, with A New Hope. Darth Vader was a character that immediately captured the attention of many fans. But like, I think, Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, Vader, there wasn't really a lot to his character in A New Hope. Uh, we learned a little bit about him, some backstory, that he helped destroy the Jedi, that he was once a student of Obi-Wan, Yada yada. But people, a lot of people really thought Vader was pretty cool. But looking at it from the perspective of the character, he really was not very interesting. He looked menacing, he had a cool voice, he could use the force. Okay. Later, with the release of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, Vader was more fully fleshed out as a character. Making the original trilogy, in a way, his story. Making the entire Star Wars saga the story of Anakin Skywalker. As we would later learn. But everyone knew after Return of the Jedi, then if George Lucas did prequels, they were going to be about Anakin when he was young. And how he became Darth Vader. And turned out that was true. But the original film, just judging it on its own merits, Vader is not very interesting, but we look back now And I think a lot of people watching the original film now see it through the lens of what they know from The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It recontextualizes it. The same occurs in the sequel trilogy. The puzzle pieces of The Rise of Skywalker start to explain a lot of what we'd seen before. They started to explain Ray's abilities in the Force, being a dyad with Kylo Ren, explaining that Snoke was a puppet of Palpatine, explaining that Vader's helmet, speaking to Ben, was a lie fabricated by the Emperor. Because Anakin, we know, would not speak to Ben Solo. 
and want to bring him further to the darkness. Because Anakin became good. So it was the Emperor speaking to them. And so many other things where finally we get all the pieces. We even get the piece of Luke explaining to Rey that Leia had undergone Jedi training with Luke, making her spaceflight, her Mary Poppins style spaceflight in The Last Jedi. Uh, it made more sense now that we understood that she trained in the Force. Trained as a Jedi. So, what this all means is that now that all the pieces of the sequel trilogy are complete, we can look at it more as a whole and maybe derive a little bit more joy out of the other films now that we know all the pieces. We can go back and watch the movies and look for the little clues and the little threads that tie it all together. I don't care if it was intentional or not. Some of the choices, just as we know, it is known that the original trilogy was not planned out. But now with all the pieces together in the original trilogy, we watch it and we pick up on little threads and go, oh, that's interesting, oh, that's interesting, oh, that's interesting. And we, it all makes more sense to us. And we see it through new eyes. That is why choosing my favorite sequel trilogy movie is difficult because they're all, they all enrich each other. Now that the story is complete. Now one thing that's very, very interesting, I think, about choosing a favorite is that you cannot mentally divorce it from the other movies. Nor should we divorce it. What I mean is, it would be difficult to look at The Force Awakens. Well, let me back up. When I look at The Force Awakens now, that I know the full story, Ray's interrogation of Kylo Ren and the use of her Force powers afterward now makes more sense to me because I believe the dyad was triggered in that moment. So I derived more enjoyment out of The Force Awakens now that I know the full picture. Now it would be very easy and very cynical of me to say, well, you know, without that last movie, you know, Force Awakens isn't that great without that final piece. That may be true from a certain point of view, 
But, if I may use an allegory, that would like be like taking Steve Young, the great football player for the 49ers, cutting off his feet and saying, look, he's not so good of a football player now. So we cannot afford, I think, to divorce the Rise of Skywalker from how we perceive the Force Awakens. Or at least I can't. Nor should I be made to. So I hope that this has all made sense. To make a long story short, choosing a favorite of the sequel trilogy is difficult for me because each of them enriches the other. And it's hard to say do I like it more because of the other movies? Or do I like it less because of the other movies? And you know what? I should not be made to make that choice. I can have my cake and eat it too, as they say. I can enjoy it all with the new lenses that I've been given by watching the other movies in the trilogy. So for the moment, my favorite is The Last Jedi. But we'll see if I watch The Rise of Skywalker more. That may become my favorite. I certainly hope that all my reasoning and discussion has made sense. Basically, it's okay if we re-examine movies through the lens of the other movies. And maybe, for some people, The Rise of Skywalker, now being the final piece, has allowed them to see The Force Awakens in a new light that makes them love it even more. Or see The Last Jedi in a new light and make them love it even more. Or the opposite, not like it as much. But that's totally fine, because that is what a trilogy telling a continuous story should do. So those are just some thoughts to celebrate the conclusion of the sequel trilogy. My name is Brendan Marr. That noise you hear is my ventilator. Thank you for tuning in to Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.